70 of these things, dude. Like, that's that's still crazy to me, man, that people are actually listening to the podcast. Um, last episode was top 10 music producers for rap, hip-hop, whatever you want to call it. And I put that up. Today's, what, Saturday? What, Thursday? And people have been calling, texting, giving me their list and a lot of people said they enjoyed listening to it and, you know, was going over, you know, why they enjoyed the episode. So, again, man, I know I say it every week, but shout out to everybody that's listening to the podcast. It's definitely, you know what I'm saying, encouraging. Want, uh, it's pushing me to, to want to go harder. So, here we go, man. We're going to throw this episode together real quick before uh, Big Bro heads back to Texas. Yeah, Kevin live and in person this time, man. We ain't got to worry about no phone call, man. What's up, man? What's going on, everybody? How the listeners doing out there? All right. Sound a whole lot better than on the phone, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Only difference is I'm over here tired. He done worked me to death, y'all. Man. Um, a lot of exciting things happened this week, man. My wife and I, uh, we uh, closed on a new home. So, you know. Round of applause to us. Uh, that was one of our goals, actually, for last year. But, you know, for those that have been following the podcast or whatever, you know, unfortunately, you know, my mother got sick last year, and, you know, we had to, you know, put some things on the back burner. But, you know, everything still turned out in our favor. So very thankful. And I apologize, big bro, because I told my wife, I said, I want to hire movers. Like, I don't feel like doing it. I got back problems. I don't want none of them problems with, with, with moving. But she insisted. And unfortunately, we got stuck with moving. <laughs> Long story short, he got stuck with moving. Um, My dumb self tried to go in there and take the bed frame down by myself. And instead of me taking the uh, footboard down first. I took the headboard down, and I had it leaned up against the wall. At least I thought it was. And once I took all the the rails down from the footboard, the headboard came crashing down on my ankle. So now my ankle looks like I got a soccer ball stuffed on the side of it. And my uh, moving was limited at that point. So, again, appreciate you, big bro, for for stepping up and, and helping. No problem. I knew I was getting into before I even hit the road. When you told me when you were closing, <laughs> I was like, damn, I'm coming that week. I, well, get mentally prepared. So, you, you're lucky I love you. Because I went to Home Depot and got me some help. Oh, look, moved. man. 
finna do that today, man. We not finna do that, dog. I ain't like y'all rich people, man. I can't afford to hire movers. Man. I can only go to Home Depot. That's lazy. I'm willing to say that. That's being lazy, dog. I like. I hate moving, but that ain't what this episode is about. So, real quick, people. Every day, my daily routine is um, I listen to the Ricky Smiley Morning Show in the mornings while I'm working. Um, Ricky comes on 6 to 10. And then in the afternoons when I go to pick my kids up while I'm waiting in the car rider line, I'm listening to the DL, DL Hughley radio show. And I like listening to them because they know how to make it entertaining but then at the same time, they're also giving out informative information. And they discuss, you know, certain things that I may or may not know about. And I just like hearing their take on it. And they have no filter at all. D.L. Hughley has no filter whatsoever. So I enjoy listening to them versus listening to The Breakfast Club. I used to listen to The Breakfast Club, but to me it's just like now it's, it's too gimmicky and some of the antics and stuff is just like, to me, that's ignorance. Like, I hate to use that word. Like, don't get me wrong. I know sometimes they do have good guests on there and they talk about, you know, serious topics and stuff like that. But to me, it's like, I'll use that Boosie interview. I know you saw that, right? Yeah, I listened to it on the way driving up from Texas. And to me, I was like, that whole interview was a disaster start to finish but I still felt like they was just baiting him they was just waiting for him to just jump off the ledge you know they baited him because they bought in the 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 transgender man how did he end up being there at the same time Booty was there that's what I'm saying is like they they have a hidden agenda in my opinion and the the way Charlemagne just kept going kept going kept going and then Angela, you know what I'm saying, she kept pressing it. Envy was kind of laid back, but then when he did speak, he was still coming at him that way, too. And it's like, how many times does he have to give, you know, how many times does he have to give you the same answer before y'all move? I was like, at that point, I was like, I don't even know why he was up there. Like, I didn't know if he was promoting something or what. But I was just like, you know what, I'm, I'm glad he, he held his own. And, you know what I'm saying, he didn't let them back him into a corner. See how long Angela waited to ask her question? They kept over-talking. They kept at least 10, 15 oh, She wasn't going to let it go. Yeah. She wasn't going to let it go. That's why I was just like, nah. I was like, that, that ain't for me. But anyway, enough about the Breakfast Club. I'm not going to disrespect them because there is, a, a you know, some interviews I do still watch or whatever. So, again, an outlet is an outlet. It's just you have the power to choose who you want to listen to. It just so happens that for me, Ricky Smiley, D.L. Hughley. So, the other day I'm in the car. And they were joking about it, but I found this news to be very alarming. But they were talking about the uh, new release for the uh, STD statistics for this year. And they were talking about how STDs has reached an all-time high for the sixth consecutive year. And when they got to discussing these numbers, they did talk about how 2.5 million reported cases of chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis were reported. 
2.5 million. Like, that's just crazy. There was nearly a 30% increase between 2015 and 2019. The sharpest increase was cases in syphilis. Um, but when they got to talking about the demographics, and they said that for African Americans, the STD rate was five to eight times that of non-Hispanic white people. For American Indian, Alaskan Native, Native Hawaiian, or other Pacific Islanders, it was three to five times that of non-Hispanic white people. And for Hispanic and Latino, it was one to two times that of non-Hispanic white people. So when they said that, you know, quite frankly, you know, D.L. Hughes had to, you know, make their little jokes about it. I wish I could pull up the audio from that, but um, I'm not really here to discuss that. It was just, I thought it was an interesting topic because African-Americans lead when it comes to demographics and STDs. And I wanted to talk about some of the correlations in regards to our culture, things we talk about in our music, our music videos, and just the whole stigma of, you know what I'm saying, in our community, it's almost like if you ain't getting none, something's wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we we encourage sexual activity, but then at the same time, it's like we're just out here reckless, at least according to the numbers. So enough of me rambling. Do you have any thoughts on that, big brother? This is right up your alley, man. You like to talk about this stuff, so here we are. I agree. I definitely uh, uh, agree that it's um, it's a problem in our community, and I believe um, it stems from lack of education, sexual activity, uh, protecting yourself. Um, I think a lot of that plays a major factor in in those numbers did y'all have psi when you was in school no we did but it the fact of a teacher telling you but then <laughs> getting an education from your parents or older brother or someone close to you it's it's, it's two different things no, nah, I definitely opinion. agree there because you ain't you ain't had no conversation with me about i, I can't give you the conversation because <laughs> i only do do I tell my conversation? You want to know what my conversation was with my father at 14 years old? I went out with a 16-year-old girl, met her. She was coming to pick me up. Dad sets me down in the kitchen. We sitting there. He's like, first little date, huh? Yeah. All right, son. Don't let your fluids mix with no bitch. Have fun. I ain't <laughs> What fluids? Man, what you talking about? I don't, I don't know nothing. Don't let your fluids mix, and that was it, huh? That's all. Oh that. Lord, yeah, education, <laughs> education, yeah. Okay, you right. That ain't gonna work. Now I did follow. Had Mister Jewel. He was our teacher. Whatever you know, he told us about the condom, <clears throat> and I was very cautious during that era. I didn't want any babies or anything. So, up until college, I always used a condom. Oh, take it off. No, no, I'm straight. I'm straight. Got to college. That thing broke. It's been iffy since then. <laughs> it's been iffy. 
So, and you know what? We'll 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 touch on that because you're right. Education is important, and I feel like in today's society, not to skip ahead, but I'm gonna come back to a little bit of what you were saying. In today's society, it's like people are having children at such a young age, and it's like by the time your kids are sexually active. You still in your prime. So you out clubbing, doing everything else. Your kids is unsupervised. So now they experimenting and curious. And next thing you know, boom, they having babies or catching something. And you know what I'm saying? Because like you said, lack of education. So growing up for us, you know what I'm saying? We had PSI. I was in the seventh grade. And they talked about, you know, the consequences and things like that. And they put together slideshows showing us what chlamydia and all that stuff looked like, gonorrhea and all that. And I'm telling you, I was terrified that, that they reached me. So when I did become active, I had those talks too. take it off. You ain't got to use one. This and that. Nah, I'm cool. Just off of those images that I saw. I don't want no smoke. Literally. I don't want no smoke. I don't want that flame. Like, nah, I'm cool on that. So I used to catch a lot of hell though from from females because that's like, you know what I'm saying, like what dude is gonna oppose to that? You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just be honest. Like, somebody tell you, you ain't gotta use one, shit, okay. That's normal, that's a normal reaction. But I was just like, nah, it ain't worth it. It's not worth it. Now I will say what, around 18, 19, um, my friends and I, the lack of education, and if you don't get the proper education about sex and that it's not just a fun activity, that it's something with related to religion, church, God, love-making, wife, intimacy type thing, it's like a sport without the lack of education. So it became like of how many fish you can catch, how many big fish that you can reel in. And with chasing that and then trying to maintain a reputation, because once word starts getting around, like, hey, this person, blah, 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 they did this, it's kind of like a referral. She tell a friend, <laughs> then you ain't got to put in no work. You, They knocking at your door, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so... Are you serious? <laughs> you get it's to, a referral, though, man. It's a referral. You you got a, you got a referral. <laughs> and so you get to a point to where you're trying to maintain this reputation or this image that's been developed about you that sometimes with condom, it desensitize the feeling. Or you may not be really attracted to the person that that you with, and it, everything ain't doing like so it's supposed to. Your soldier ain't marching; he ain't and, saluting. Okay. So I, then you like, you know what? I got a reputation of old. I got some new clients. I got to bring in. You take it off, <laughs> just to uphold an image or, or or reputation. And again, that all stems from lack of education. And you're right. You're right, but. Lack of education, but like I said earlier, like, 
I still feel like that is a part of our culture because we've said on this podcast several times, we grew up listening to Too Short. On my top 10 uh, music producers list, I had DJ Quick as number two or number three, whatever one, uh, number two. And we all know what he, his, you know what I'm saying? We ain't going to get graphic on here, but one of his original, you know, albums and stuff like that. Sweet. Sweet black, you know what? And I don't want to eat it. That's what I'm saying. Like a lot of that West Coast music, that's what they talked about. And we didn't have no business listening to it, but we did. Now, granted, I'm telling y'all, some of these numbers and stuff, I have the CDC website pulled up, cdc.gov. And it says that young people aged 15 to 24 make up 61% of chlamydia cases and 42% of gonorrhea cases. So what everything that you're saying is is correct. If you if you really put it under a magnifying glass and look at it, reputations <laughs> referrals that was a good one i ain't never thought about it like that but um that's it all goes hand in hand and like i said you know not to get too personal or whatever but it's like for me those situations didn't steer me left or right like i was willing to take those punches you know women girls i'm gonna say women because we was kids girls were offering and trying to do this and do that, but here I am, the little punk. Nah, I'm cool. I'm turning it down. Nah, I'm cool. So that also is a part of that reputation or that cloud that hangs over your head. Nah, don't mess with him. He a little punk. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And then here I am, you know, I get to college. The gloves come off, and you right. You know what I'm saying? Like, now it's like you... You have an image or a name to uphold. You a familiar face. You know what I'm saying? Like you walking around campus and you interacting with, you see different people on a daily basis. And before you know it, and then the introduction of social media didn't help at all. Like I said, you know what I'm saying? That when Facebook first jumped on the scene and, and you had that poke button, to me that was all systems go. Poke. Before social media, vehicle. Get you a nice car. How many people know that Cougar? <laughs> How many people know Midnight Special? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he's he's absolutely correct. Um, back in the day, his first vehicle at 16 was called the Midnight Special. Had the little decal on the car and everything, Midnight Special. Chromed out chain on the front of the plate, been nice special. So a lot of people did recognize that car because, like you said, reputation. People know it. People done seen it. People know who drive it. And for you know, word of mouth. Referral. Look, that's stuck in my head now, referral. <laughs> but it's like, you know, going back to what we're really, what we're really talking about or what I really wanted to talk about is like, these are the things that as a culture we almost encourage whether it's our music, whether it's in our movies, we encourage this type of behavior. So you have the teenage pregnancy, you have the 
early age, STDs and stuff like that. So it's like, how do we change that narrative? You, you have to educate early, but then you got to realize there's some people out here. They just don't give a damn. I was in the military. (laughs) I have friends when I was in the service, this dude said he had gonorrhea and chlamydia nine times. He knew he can go get a shot or take a pill, and he was straight. And he kept going. He kept he had a wife, beautiful wife at home, beautiful kids. But he just enjoyed chasing that feeling. Look, man, you ain't supposed to be telling all that. I didn't tell his name, but I'm just <laughs> saying, this dude, he literally said he had gonorrhea and chlamydia nine times. I know several other men in the military that had it multiple times. Dude said he kept a Z-pack on him. <laughs> he worked in the health care stuff. He kept a Z-pack to, to take some antibiotics and junk. Like, some people just don't care. So so real quick, man, shout out to my guy Mario. Um, he's, he's military. He's in the health field in the military. And um, I've seen several of his posts talk about, man... Y'all knew some of the things that I know and having to give people shots, whatever. He's like, man, you'll be amazed. So shout out to him. And uh, like I said, you know, I've I've mentioned his podcast on this, on my podcast before, but y'all go check him out. It's called uh, My Therapist Made Me Do This Podcast. He's on all streaming uh, platforms as well, but you ain't lying. <laughs> I said all that to say you dope. ain't This podcast is dope. I checked it out. You told me about it. I saw some posts. I listened to it when I was at work. I've listened about three episodes. He does definitely cool have dude. a great, great podcast, great show. Love his content as well. So, yes. Cool dude. The crazy part is, man, I've, I've never met him. And it's, that's what I'm saying. You know, the power of social media. I mentioned social media. But the power of social media, man, it's like, yeah, like I got lifetime. I feel like I got lifetime friends that I ain't never met. But um, back then, you know what I'm saying, you had your, your Black Planets. You had your MySpace. You had all that stuff. But it was like... College club. (laughs) Those were the keys to meeting all these random people. And like you said, if you don't have that background or the education, you're just linking up. And what's the new thing now? These kids got sneaky link, sneaky... What I don't even know. I'm too old for that. Sneaky link. Is that what it's called? You know what I'm talking about? website or the, or the no it's, it's a term yeah. or a phrase sneaky right. link sneaky or whatever, link. whatever. Yeah. that's what i'm saying it's like yeah but it boils down to our culture like that's the we feel like that's that's the norm you know what i'm saying like sneaky link hey this is who i'm chilling with kicking it with this and that or now with our music i feel like the women are the ones that in the worst ones I bet you nine times out of ten, the shots that your boy giving is them dudes' wives that's been deployed. Because as soon as them husbands leave, them women's is out there. <laughs> they out there. <laughs> 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 uh, like, I don't know, man. I've, I've always been cautious how I, how I moved. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was just... Again, going back to seventh grade. Now, you see some of them pictures. If you ain't horrified by that, man, I would have thought that was Freddy Krueger. Nah, I'm cool. Like, I don't want no parts of that at all. But see, I guess everybody's mind is different. So who's sitting there with the nice 
person laying there, hormones racing, what seventh grade image come back? Ain't nobody think about that. They think about getting busy, finishing the job, the <laughs> task in head. So that's, that's but you think you're different. right. You're your, right. Your I, I already know I think different. different than I, everybody I'm, else. I'm not even going to deny that. So that's what I'm saying. I've been faced with several situations where it's like, look, man, we just watched the line yesterday. What he tell uh, oh buddy? Uh, you think with your meat or you think with your head? And Martin was like, man, what my meat thinking? Right. So I'm telling you that when I've been faced with those situations, I, I legit think with my head. It's been a few times that, you know, you like, okay, what the fuck was you thinking about? Excuse my language. And then you pray and pray and hope God gets you out of this jam or this what you thought was a jam. And then when you wake up the next morning, you're like, okay, cool. I ain't I ain't spitting hot fire. You wake up a couple mornings after that, I right, ain't no fire behind me, so I right, I'm cool. But, nah, just out of fear. I see people thought I was crazy, or ladies thought I was crazy. They were close to me, spend a lot of time with me. In my in my young twenties, I'm in Texas, so you know I got I'm out with different people, but I have a few young ladies that are like really close to me. But I have a list. I kept a list, and the reason why I kept the list because like <laughs> I can write down when I done what with who. If anything negative come back, I'm pregnant. Wait a minute. No, nah, that ain't me. Uh-uh. We was on. Uh-uh. <laughs> boy, keeping ovulation calendars and everything. <laughs> what you think happened with, with Jaden? They come out the woodwork. Oh, you have God. a son. We're back to the lid. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. Hold <laughs> on. I keep it this way. <laughs> Shout out to my nephew, man. Shout out to my nephew. Poor Jaden, uh, like, <sighs> but that's just, I don't know, man. Like I said, and I, I know people all the time are like, you can't blame musicians for raising your kids. That's your job to educate them and this and that. But it's like, we all went to school. We all have peers. And like you said earlier, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't want to be that person. Oh, you still ain't got none yet? You didn't want to be that guy. So, once you got it, now you got to keep getting it. You know what I'm saying? So, ain't even going to keep getting it. Like, it comes to you. You don't have to. You get out in the world. I think women are more aggressive than men are. Uh-oh. You get in certain situations. Uh-oh. And that's where I was going a few minutes ago because I was like, you know, today's music you know, both men and women have vulgar lyrics, you know, very, very, I don't even want to know how, I don't even know how to word it, but it's like, I feel like in women's lyrics, it's just, they, there's no filter at all now. It's like, (laughs) if it don't hang, you can't bang. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what stick out in my mind. Touch a little thingy thing in the back of my throat. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, it comes with the territory, I guess. You and Chuck been to Houston. Think back to when you was in college and we y'all was there for spring break. Terrified. They was aggressive. They was pulling y'all. Jumped out. all on me. I was 
terrified. We's out there. Oh Lord, I'm gonna get myself in trouble again. Wife, I apologize. I don't, I don't even know if I've shared this story with her, but uh, we's out there dancing, and she's taking a little leg and she's rubbing, trying to feel. I'm like, okay, wait a minute, what is going on here? First of all, I wasn't even old enough to be in the club, and I was intimidating. I'm not even gonna lie. Not even gonna lie. I was scared out of my mind. I'm like, wait a minute, like I don't even have to put in no work. Like, no, they was ready. They was ready. You look good, you smell good, got decent shoes, clothes on, got a car, somewhere to take them. You ain't even got to have, you can go to the 40 for two hours. They straight. <laughs> That's why I had to have you on here, man, because I was like, I, I knew it was going to be fun. I'm being serious. I knew it was gonna be it's, fun, I'm man. dead serious, man. It's, it's crazy. They are way more aggressive than we are. So let me ask you this, though. So sticking with what you're saying and the Houston scene and stuff like that in terms of the demographics, you know what I'm saying? Like what type of chicks do you feel were the most aggressive or was it just all of them? Definitely African-American. Honestly, um, it was all, mostly all African-American mixed women, Hispanic women. You didn't see a lot of white women in the areas that, that we frequent at that time. It wasn't, it, you see a little sprinkle here and there. Ain't like being here and you go out. Right. There, we're in the, in the black side of town. So you, you'll see some white women, but it wasn't that many. In the majority that was there, they right. were already with somebody, so they wasn't out. Right. Now, now, granted, let me go ahead and, and clear the air because I'm not saying that all groups of people are not sexually active or go out and know how to have a good time, one night stands or whatever. I'm not saying that. I'm not implying that. So please don't take it that way. Because I know what it was like when I went on spring break in Panama. And, you know what I'm saying, it was the polar opposite. I'm willing to bet my entire paycheck. If they did a study or got with the clinics on campuses, I think the demographics would be different then. If you went to, like, a all-predominantly white institution with – you might make up some of those numbers that right. they're putting out on a national level. You know what? I didn't even think about it that way. And you're right. You're right. That is a possibility. Because, well, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, I went to college. I was on college camp. It on a college down. campus, it was them. It went down. So that's what mm -hmm. I'm saying. So, you know what? And that's fair. That's fair. That those are monkey wrench and all of it. So I'll give you the first. I disagree. And that's going to be back at me. You're disagreeing back at me and that that's perfect because it's like I approach this podcast putting out the numbers that come from the CDC and they're painting a picture of the African-American community just out here running wild, being reckless, STDs. And then, you know what I'm saying, we've both been in college. I said I went to the spring break and – that atmosphere in Panama is not like South Beach, right. Freak Nick. You know what I'm saying? So 
you have all groups of people that are open (laughs) with their sexuality and they're comfortable with, hey, let's hook up, no strings attached, whatever. Right there on the beach. (laughs) So it's like, you know what I'm saying? That's why I'm like, I didn't want it to come off as this is a whole episode of me trying to paint African-Americans in this light. But I was saying that in terms of the CDC and their numbers and they're highlighting that the numbers have increased for six consecutive uh, years. And with that increase, African-Americans yet again lead the numbers. So now we're blending it in with just being sexually active. You see what I'm saying? The college scene, everybody's free. Everybody doing what they want to do, whatever, hooking up. That don't necessarily correlate to an STD. So that's where it's like, all right, there's that thin line. And you got my mind. My wheels are turning now because I'm like, damn, you know what? You're right. If they did a study and went to those clinics on campus and stuff like that, would the numbers change? It's a good question. That's a question. And that's why I like having these kind of conversations just to I'm saying, have, a, have a different way of thinking about stuff. So that's dope. And I also think that um, the resources are not as readily available to the African-American community. Or that maybe they are, and they um too afraid to go to the clinic to get the free condoms or, you know? I get what you're saying, but shout out to my peers because we definitely wasn't ashamed to go get that brown bag. The first few times I was, because I told y'all, we from a small town, so everybody know everybody. And um, you go up in there and you see a familiar face and you like, ah. Say, wasn't the aunt passing the bag out? (laughs) Can I get a brown bag? (laughs) Excuse me, sir, how can I help you? Can I get a brown bag? (laughs) Can I get a brown bag? (laughs) Oh, sure, one moment, hold on. Brown bag full of lifestyles with the, the red ones. Oh, man. If we knew the <laughs> look, <laughs> it wasn't no Trojan man or none of that. Because I used to get laughed at. Even when I came to college, I still had some of them with me. Them red, like, lifestyle? What? Hey, they free. We going to make it. We going to make it do what it do. I ain't know nothing about the little rib joints and all that, all the different. I'm like, man, the first time I went and bought my own, I was like, what does all these do? You get to look out. Look, you go in the store now, they all locked up behind cases. So I'm like, but that's the thing. It's like, dude, like, think about this. That might be part of the reason why these numbers is going up too. They should be free. I ain't even going to necessarily say they should be free, but it's like, okay, you go into Walmart, the condoms, the lube, everything is locked up. Why is that? Could that correlate to why the numbers is going up? Are they are they trying to, you know what I'm saying? Like you depend on late at night, you go in Walmart, you ain't gonna find no associate with no damn keys to go over and unlock it. So by the time you walk around Walmart looking for somebody, your hot date or who you done found is and that they ain't even in the mood no more. So what you gotta go do? Why you gonna go to Walmart? You supposed to go to Stripes, Sir <laughs> K. <laughs> You're right. Who got time to walk You're in right. Walmart? You better go around that corner right there next to the BC powder and the Tylenol. It's right there. <laughs> or it's behind the register. Spoken like a true professional. I like it. I like it. But uh, true story. No joke. 
I've pulled up at Walmart. I've pulled up at Walmart. 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock. I pulled up. No no lie. Right hand of God. No lie. With the date in the car? Or did you pull up to Walmart before? We walked in Walmart together. See, you going into it as an amateur. You supposed to, before you leave the house, you supposed to know you coming home with something. So you supposed to have been ready before you even left. But I told you earlier. That's my fault. I didn't educate you. You're right. You're right. I didn't get you you right. What did you say earlier when we first started? I ain't had no big brother to talk and this and that. I didn't get you right. I left home at an early age. I didn't get you right. By the time you got got to that, I was in another state. I didn't educate you. You're right. I was definitely wet behind the ears. Plus, I still had that PSI images, dog. Nah, I was definitely pulling up at Walmart. Because the other option was, hey, let's just get it cracking. Nah. Right. Because I'm sitting there like, man, Walmart. Only time I went. Pre, no before, lie. before, no lie. five in the afternoon, all right, let me go get my condom now, go home, <laughs> take a shower, I'm straight, got my breath met, got my lube, lube, stay on deck, isn't some in the car now, on the door, <laughs> go look at my door right now, <laughs> <laughs> lube, stay on deck, go open up that door, right now. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to be responsible for anybody that's listening to this. And put him in the doghouse or any of that. I ain't ain't got nothing to do with me. It's not rehearsed. We don't have no notes. We just talking. We just talking and the record button happens to be gone. <laughs> you keep it on deck, huh? When we leave here, open up my door. Drive a door. To the left. That's what's so crazy, man. My wife said the same thing. We When we first met, she came and chilled in my dorm and stuff like that and she found my brown bag on the side of the bed. She was like, oh, you just keep them. I'm like, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I? May I ask you this? You got a, did you have a blanket in your truck when you was riding around in college? You got to have a car? <laughs> no, nah, I ain't had no blanket, out. I got a blanket in the truck right now. Something went down, we got to get in the grass. We ain't finna get itchy. <laughs> You know what, man? You going down in podcast Hall of Fame, dog. Go, go look at my truck. I got a blanket in the truck right now. Somebody was just talking about you, dude. They's like, man, whenever Kevin get on there, man, I know it's going to be entertaining, dog. I know it's going to be entertaining. That boy said he got blankets and lube in the car. He's ready. He's ready. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Like, I think it, I think it should be... Uh, a deeper conversation had because you know what I'm saying? All, all jokes aside, look, look, it looked like you got something you want to say. Go ahead. No, I'm just sitting there thinking like the hell I didn't had a conversation with my son. He's 17. I don't think he's like I was at 17. I've read some messages. I know that he's been some type form of sexual activity in the last couple of years. But I'm dreading the one with my daughter. That's the one I I'm, I'm not ready. I've, I've already instilled in her she can't date till she's 31, and so she already I know, Daddy, 31. We know it ain't gonna happen, but I that's good that's luck the one. with that. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Good luck with that. My kids are still innocent minded, so I ain't I ain't going down that road yet. Mentally, anyway. Nah, I don't want none of them problems. Not at all, but that's but that's the scary part because that's what I'm saying. It's like in today's society, it's like we're encouraging people to be so open. You're supposed to be so comfortable now with 
your preference and who you like and all this and that. And it's like we're encouraging these kids at a younger age to just be free, basically. Be free. Be you. Be you. So if you want to be, what's the word, experimental or, you know what I'm saying, like curious, according to TV, who are we to tell somebody who they should or shouldn't be or who to like and who not to like? So it's like you're you're watering a seed in our youth's mind to where our generation, it was like they were trying to suppress that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't even think about it. Because if you do it, these are the consequences. They're flooding us with all these horrific images and it worked for me. Obviously, it didn't work for you. Obviously, blanket in the car. It works. I, even with your wife. You may want to get it cracking down freaking downtown somewhere. Spontaneous. <laughs> Is that what I need to spice up my, yeah. my love life, man? You know what? Here, let's just pull over on I-65. Yeah, y'all went to where we go to last night. What was that place called? Derby City? Where we at? Derby, Derby City Game. <laughs> we at Derby City. She didn't have a few margaritas. They got a little blood tingling. She won't hubby. Right. You ain't ready. Right here, right now. Okay. You ain't ready. All right. All right, Cardi B. She better not be listening to Cardi. <laughs> Cardi might have her wanting to get out on the side of the road. <laughs> you wild, man. You wild, dog. Like, you ready? I don't even have no words for that. You wild. I was in the middle of trying to be serious and, and close it. <laughs> and close the conversation. Where do we go from here, people? Where do we go, man? Like... Like, for real, though, man, it's like... We're just going to have to educate them more. Like, you really have serious talks, and and um, they need to know that sex is not a sport. It should be for marriage and all that good stuff that your grandmom and them told us and the Bible tells us. Right, but it's like, okay, do you listen to grandma or do you listen to the baby in Boosie? That's the thing. It's like you get on Boosie's IG, you get on Tory Lane's IG, and it's like it's just all right there in front of you. So you want to do that. You want to be in that environment where they at, and it's just like. I wasn't influenced by music. <clears throat> but you got to think, back then, now, the internet wasn't really a thing. But, I again, I'm already listening to Too Short. I didn't correlate the stuff that he was saying and what I wanted to do. My curiosity came from table talk at cafeteria with my friends that already engaged with these fast white girls at Hitman County. You know what I'm saying? Bunch <laughs> of flick action. So, and I mean, but movies, that's, the, and that, that's another thing too. The porno industry. But that's the thing though. And real quick, we'll touch on that because it's like, dude, back then you had to watch tapes you had to look at magazines. You found just, you know what I'm saying, somebody's old magazines hidden in the house somewhere, and, oh, man, what is this? And then for you know it, now they're in your personal stash or tapes, whatever. You had to find somebody. You couldn't go in and buy it. Right. You had to find somebody else's. There ain't a kid in America that don't have a phone now. You have it at your fingertips. True. You don't even have to. Come right, across right. it. 
you just got to look for or it. type the wrong thing and it'll pop up. And it's going to be right in front of your face. Right, so that's right. what I'm saying. It's like, that's how generations have changed. And that's how you, in my opinion, please people keep in mind, this is my opinion, but that's how you have the younger generation with a higher STD rate, the younger generation with higher, you know, teenage pregnancy and stuff like that. It, because it's like, it's right in front of our face everywhere. Music, movies, phones, celebrity pictures getting leaked, you know, celebrity phones getting hacked. So if I follow Kim Kardashian and somebody says, you know what, her and Ray J had a tape and it got leaked, all I got to do is hit the search button. You know what I'm saying? Like, we was all on it. Went and bought it. (laughs) (laughs) Went and bought it. (laughs) You know, $49.99. So that's what I'm saying, dude. It's like, dog, nah, like, and real quick, and I know I I shouldn't mention it, I shouldn't bring it up, but I feel like I'm just I'm just highlighting the differences between today's times and what was going on when I was growing up. Your boy's on trial right now, R. Kelly. Okay. When the R. Kelly tape was rumored and the news broke and all of that. We still talking about Napster days where you had to download it. It took two hours for it to download. I sold about $300 worth today. They said it was selling child porn. You it was him. Up. You better shut up. It was him. R. Kelly did it. That was him, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You better shut up for they coming. Have you testified? You going to be on Stroud I just got it from the internet. Like you said. It, no, it was uh, LimeWire. That's what I was going to say. No, you didn't get it from no... Like, I mean, technically it was the internet, but I'm saying to you... I got like, it from LimeWire. You had to sit there and... First of all, you had to find the right file to even download because... Dude at the base, he a computer geek. He gave the link. Then you go to LimeWire or whatever, you download it. Then he even gave program. Remember, I was burnt. I was burning blockbuster DVDs. Like he had a copy regional thing that it'll, uh, whatever, when you got ready to burn it, it can burn and override the copyrights that was on the DVD. So, like, you can burn like the whole disc from blockbuster, like any movie. I hope the statute of limitations apply to all this. You incriminating yourself. It don't matter. <laughs> They don't know, but I'm, me. but 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 I'm just saying. But like, right. like I said, I didn't I didn't mean to bring his name into this conversation. I know some people are sensitive about that or whatever, but I'm just saying. Like I recall us sitting down trying to search for that. You went through Napster, it downloaded. You click on it, it was all blurry. You couldn't see nothing. So now you mad. You delete that one. Try to delete, find and download another one. And for you know, you've been sitting there for six hours for a five minute clip. It was actually 16 minutes. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> nowadays, now they got it, and it's in 8K. Right. Right there in front of their fingers. Because the original file, it was him and the young younger girl, but then there was, like, two other women on that tape. So it was, like, total three. That's what I'm saying. Now. It's just, and that's a whole other thing. And he set that like shit that. up before she even got there. Like, he... He was in a practice. Right. Look, I know what happened because I've seen it. And that's been 20 years. I was like, oh, Lord. I, I recall. I, I know. But that's what I'm saying. And, and after this, we'll, you know what I'm saying, we'll, we'll, we'll bring it home. Because it's like, that's my point of view. Like, it's a cultural thing. Like, 
we in our community we encourage sexual activity at an early age because if you ain't active then you a nerd you a geek you how many times have you used it for a while and you don't get no hoes excuse my language people when I was younger and in, in, in the not so right mind frame yeah but yeah. I'm just saying, like yeah. we all do it. Like that have, would like we right. all sat at the cafeteria table and oh, right. I mean, you ain't getting nothing, you can't get nothing, you right. know what I'm saying? You can't pull nothing. And it, it became a competition. Right. Right. And before you know it, that's how you get your oh man, I'm itching. Uh oh, it hurt when I used the bathroom. Like and then you become an adult and you you're pre programmed to think wherever I go, this is how I'm supposed to move. And then the CDC released these numbers, and here it goes. Or you stop when you have four kids, and them damn checks is damn near empty at the end of each month. <laughs> the reality hit like, look, I, I can't ain't got them no problems. More. I don't know nothing about that. Not at all. So, like I said, man, good good conversation, man. I know tomorrow you you heading back home, back to Texas. Um, There's a lot of events going on right now in this country, man, in terms of uh, natural disasters and, and weather and stuff. So, Safe travels. Definitely keep an eye on on the weather, man. And shout out to all the people down there, uh, down south. Definitely uh, listen to your local leaders if they're telling you to evacuate and all of that. Me check on my ex wife. She down now in New Orleans. Like, <laughs> look, I ain't even laughing. Like, Lord forgive me. Like, like all jokes aside. No, I'm gonna give a see if she evacuated. But you know, you got some people that's just. Bullheaded! I ain't going over. They do this every year. Like, nah, man. Like, I, it's, I don't even want to imagine residing in them areas, dude. Four years ago, they said a hurricane is coming to Corpus Christi. They said the hurricane was going to hit that uh, Friday night. I went to work Tuesday. I packed my bags. My kids were in Illinois with their grandmother visiting their great-grandmother. They were going to be gone. They weren't going to experience it. So they cool. I packed two suitcases. I told my boss, when I get off work, I'm out. I ain't coming back. <laughs> I drove to San... I just, it just pulled up uh, a couple days ago on my Facebook history where I'm sitting in that hotel in San Antonio, Texas. I'm out. You ain't got to nah, warn me twice. I'm saying, like, nah, I evacuated before they, they even said evacuate. I evacuated myself. I don't need no mayor to tell me. I ain't stupid. It's crazy, man. It, and it's scary, now. So, like I said, man... Uh, Safe travels to you. Appreciate it. And definitely appreciate you being on the podcast, man. Like I don't know how we keep every time you on here, it's one of these ratchet conversations, man. But it, it's hey, entertaining. I was on there with the sports. <laughs> you, you, was you was quiet over her, man. <laughs> yeah. Didn't have nothing to say. But let us talk about some <laughs> blankets in the trunk. <laughs> He's all ears, dog. He got plenty to say, man. Blankets in the trunk, lube in the glove box. <laughs> Because I've been in these streets. <laughs> I know about them. <laughs> Good stuff, man. We out. We out of here, dude. For real. Ass toasted. Yeah. No competition. Amish coasting. Yeah. I feel so high. I feel